Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My grandma used to have one of those, you know, those really big phones with the really massive buttons. Oh, yeah. And whenever she'd pick it up, she'd be like, one second, I've just got to press the red button. And then she'd press hang up and <laughs> have to call her back and be like, grandma. She'd be like, what? She just really didn't want to speak to you. <laughs> I just got to press the big red button. <laughs> what I'm doing but then that finishes on the 30th of November and then I go to New York is this the one that Matt doesn't know about he knows now (laughs) (laughs) when did you cave I got so excited um about two weeks after booking it great yeah I'm going to LA next year (gasps) oh my god are you doing pilot season no I'm gonna go and do a Doctor Who convention that's so cool have you been to LA before no have you? Yeah, it's mad. Mood. But, oh my God, I went to Universal Studios <gasps> and they've got the Harry Potter ride. Yeah. It's so good. They must have filmed it all during the filming of the films because mm-hmm. they knew they were going to do this ride. It's all like you're in the simulator, but you also travel around and then you have to follow them on the broomsticks. Oh, it's so good. I went on it 16 times in one day. I just kept going back to the back of the queue and queuing up again. 16 times? Yeah, 16 times. And they've also got... Um, thingy hogsmeade okay yeah fuck me up with some butterbeer oh yes oh my god they have this thing which i didn't do because it's quite expensive but you queue up at olivando's olivando's that sounds strange yeah you're a massive fan of the books aren't you it's olivando's olivando's you queue up at olivando's and um apparently in the play which i haven't seen don't tell me anything I'm not going to spoil the plot for you. No, I don't want to know anything. But you have... No, I'm going to go. It's just, it's about £250, isn't it? So Can I, can I just say what it is? It's not oh. anything to do with the plot. Is it to do with the special effects, though? No, it's nothing to do with the magic in the show. Is it to do with... Go on, then, OK. Apparently, they all pronounce Voldemort as Voldemort because... <gasps> like it's French. Yeah, because obviously what J.K. Rowling's done is gone. I didn't. I never wanted it to be Voldemort, but they, I don't know, in the films they must have made it be Voldemort. So now on stage they're all saying, but what about Voldemort? <laughs> I, haven't, no. I haven't seen it. You don't Nell's get to change it. it. You don't get to change it. I know, you don't get to change it. Yeah, so Nell was saying she was just sat there like, what the fuck, man? It's Voldemort. Uh, uh, here we are. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Mike Ashley. So Michael James Wallace Ashley, born the 9th of September. Happy birthday for recently, 1964, which makes him 55. Mm-hmm. 
is a British billionaire, retail entrepreneur. Yeah, he hella rich, baby. In the sporting goods market and the chief executive of Sports Direct. He entered the department store industry following the acquisition of House of Fraser following administration 2008. He's also the owner of Newcastle United. After- when was the last time you went into House of Fraser and why did you go there? Um, I can't remember. This is what I mean. What person under 30 has an excuse or reason to go to House Fraser? When did you last go? I think probably went like four years ago to get my foundation. Oh, nice. But now I just, I don't know. I mean, I would go if there was one near. I go to Ely's a lot. Have you What's heard that? of Ely's? It's a bit like House of Fraser, it's a department store for the elderly. And it's right by my house. So I go in because basically you can go round the street or you can cut through Ely's and if it's cold, it's warm in there. Mm. So I walk through all of the people getting their eyebrows threaded and stuff. What is it about stores and walking through stores that is so fucking comforting? Because I hate capitalism, but fuck me. Yeah, I love walking through... Yeah. uh, Not House Fraser. But Debenhams, Debenhams, or Westfield, or when it's quiet, not when it's like everyone's up your arsehole. When it's like really the light. John Lewis. Yeah. Where was I just now? That was really comforting. Top Shop. Top Shop. Yeah. It was really nice. See, I don't feel that way about Top Shop. Why not? Well, uh, the big one on Oxford Circus. Yeah. No, get me out. I like all the mirrors and the lights. Walking past things. Imagining what I would, what kind of person I would have to be, a to have the money to buy <laughs> anything <laughs> from Topshop, really nice coat, and um, b who who I would be, who I would be perceived as, if I had the sexy coat. I like having things, just mm. the process of going in and choosing it yeah. and buying it. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. And your bin bags are full. So. They're full. <laughs> my bin bags at the bottom of my wardrobe where I keep my clothes for those who. Don't remember. For new listeners for to new the podcast. Listeners. Um, actually are now pretty empty. With oh, my, well done. With my clothes just piled on top of them. Yeah. Because the effort of putting them back into the bin bags has become too much. I'm going to I'm gonna tweet a picture of my wardrobe for everyone. Don't do that. I want you to be successful. Please don't do that. <laughs> do you know Mike Ashley turns up to places with his mobile phone in a plastic bag? Yes, I read this. Yeah, and I feel him. He comes from his, like, 24-bedroom house or whatever, and he still is a mess, a pathetic. If I was a billionaire, I'd be Mike Ashley. That's what I realised researching Mike Ashley. Really? Because he's a mess. He loves gambling. I love gambling. Yeah, I love gambling too. Oh my God, I love gambling. Should we go to the casino? Should we go to the casino? Like, right now. Right now. Do you know what I've been doing all this week? What? I really love the National Lottery app and playing on the scratch cards. And I've got a particular favourite game, which is the Monopoly scratch card, which okay. costs five pounds. Oh my god, they've seen you coming, you stupid bitch! <laughs> it's one of the highest um, bet, like odds, um, for the lowest value, right. but the highest value of win. And I'm one day going to win that two hundred fifty thousand pounds if it's the last thing I do. Mm. But anyway, I worked out this hack, which is that if you exit the app before you play your last roll of the dice then when you next go onto the app it says you have an unfinished game but it starts the game from the beginning so for literally a week I've been doing this and then only the day before yesterday I realized it's the same game so it's not it's not like oh they start a game from the beginning it's the same game so every time I roll the dice it comes up with you've rolled 36 and then I run 36 places so I've just been playing the same game do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? You thought you were playing the system, but you weren't. 
correct. Mm. I was playing the same game. But I won five, five pounds and then I spent it on another Monopoly scratch card and I yeah. lost. Cool. Well, see you at GA. <laughs> yeah, I played the lottery for a while, but then I was like, I'm either going to have to do this until I die mm-hmm. or I stop now and get out while I can. Do it till you die. But also on the app, they come up every time you lose a game saying, thank you for contributing. The millions of pounds raised by National Lottery go to good causes. And then I'm like, yeah, it funds some great projects. So you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. He's a British billionaire retail entrepreneur in the sport. Oh, I already read that bit. Oh, I already read it. Professionals. He's a... Okay. just two professional women (laughs) on some professional microphones. So did you know... Uh, he wanted to become a professional squash player. Oh, and it didn't happen. Did he? What did he do? He got he injured, so he started becoming an instructor. And while he was bec- working as an instructor, that's when he opened his first sports shop. He borrowed ten thousand pounds from his dad, who remortgaged the family bungalow. And then, whoa, whoa, whoa! It was first called Mike Ashley Sports, and then it changed to something else, and then it changed to Sports Direct. So he is a rags to riches, isn't he? He's not like um, Richard Branson. Sort of, yeah. Not like, you know. I mean, he did still get £10,000 from his dad, but it was from the mortgage. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm. So... He now doesn't speak to his dad, does he? Does he? That's what I read. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I was going to say good investment from his dad, but no. You Even if your parents were complete arseholes, you'd at least buy them a massive house and be like, then be like, don't speak to me ever again. <laughs> he's so rich. Yeah, he's so rich. I like that he um, he divorced his wife and then... That's it. That's the sentence. <laughs> no, I like that he divorced his wife and now I think apparently they're back together, but he lives in a separate house and she, like, raises the kids in, like, another house. I'd quite like that. You never get to do that, though, because you're not a man. So he... Sports director, the biggest users of zero-hour contracts. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. Yeah. When he before... So there was this big um, inquiry into it but before that 80% of the staff were using zero hours contracts and uh, and the wages were like what like they were below minimum wage by the time they worked though because there was an inquiry into it that found that yeah mo- people were working mm. below minimum wage yeah. um but also there was a six strikes regime which if you got six strikes you got fired and that included taking long toilet breaks talking too much um, taking too much sick leave, using phones at work, and there's that famous story of a pregnant woman who was so scared of losing her job that she gave birth in the warehouse oh, toilets rather gosh. than calling in sick. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, and people not using the loos because they were scared of going to the toilet and being fired. Fucking like, the hell. culture of fear was real. And then there was, yeah, there's a big parliamentary select committee, and he agreed to pay £1 million back in lost pay and also pay two, £2 million fine. Um, what is that to him? Like fucking. I know. Awesome. Well, this is the thing. I was looking at that. Like that sounds like loads of money. And then, in, and then I think it's the next year or the year after he bought Newcastle United for 134 million pounds. Mm. <laughs> I don't get all this football stuff. Can you explain it to me? Yeah. So, he bought Newcastle United, yeah. and the first thing he did was he fired Kevin Keegan. Did he? Yes. I thought he liked him. He I fired this him. Properly. He then had to pay Kevin Keegan £2 million because he sued him for like unfair dismissal or something cool. like that. Great. He renamed the stadium the Sports Direct Stadium. <laughs> but actually, to be fair, like loads of the fans really kicked off and, and he reversed that. Yeah. But there's this kind of sense that he's, he's running the club like a business where he's making everything super, super cheap. You know the way Sports Direct works, yeah. which is mass production at super low prices. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of what he's been doing with the football team. So one of the first things that happened is the team got relegated. But there's been, in the last couple of days, there's been a load of controversy because Jeremy Corbyn went to meet loads of fans, Newcastle fans, because loads of people for the first time, they've been, they've had like, um, they've been like season... Football, football, <laughs> never-ending football. They've been season ticket holders for like decades and now for the first time people are not renewing their season passes okay. out of like protest of him. And Jeremy Corbyn went to meet loads of the fans and then the actual football... Um, Club, mm-hmm. is that what you're it's... doing really well? The football club have released this statement, being like, "This is all bollocks." He's not actually made any personal profit from it, so we can't say that he has because then that would be uh, slander. But and we're getting trub trubs. He definitely has, though, guys. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Spank us? <laughs> Please bring your earphones. <laughs> Please, don't Please spank if you're available, just call me. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. But the thing I would say is I don't really understand anything to do with football, but it's all bad. (laughs) (laughs) To conclude. To conclude, it's bad. It's bad, baby. He's been known for, like, he had this meeting in Dubai um, with this seller about selling the club for a reported 481 million. So he's, like, he's in talks about selling the club. So that's, like, for for fans, they... But he doesn't even like football. Why didn't he buy a squash club? But then he's got loads of his friends from his hometown to say, actually, no, he's always been a massive Newcastle fan, even though he's not from Newcastle. Seems fake. (laughs) It does seem fake, doesn't it? The other thing he did with the... um, football team is he he created a deal with Wonga you know the huge payday loan company who give money to people without any money at an interest rate of 1500 percent and yeah he got into satanists yeah Yeah. those guys yeah (laughs) he um he signed actually that's really unfair to satanists who actually do follow a strict moral code unlike Wonga unlike Wonga Wonga man you we should do them next those guys can just get ban them. it all. It should not. It should not exist in but this he, day and age. He's signed Wonga as a shirt sponsor, Ugh. so the new shirt is like the black and white stripes with Wonga written across the front. Ugh. It's just gross. Remember those adverts with the puppets? No. Oh well, never mind then. <laughs> Go on. They they were just puppets and they were creepy. That's it. Google Wonga puppets. Do it now. Yeah. I remember last year, The One Show did... Uh, the One Show Show. Well, show, actually, show. this is why I watched it, because I went on The One Show the one, mm. the, the one Show, show yeah. which is another Great Big L podcast. Woo! Woo! Um, and I, the episode I was watching, it was around Christmas time, and they went to this payday loan company, and they just did a sort of day in the life of and looked at all the people who were receiving these loans and it was mostly for Christmas presents. Mm. And it was like one massive advert for this company. Like it was saying mm. how great it was because we got all these Christmas presents and it's only what? a 5,000% interest rate. But then the people who were there were saying, don't worry, if people come to us needing money for bills or food, we don't give it to them because that's not appropriate. Oh, great. And it's like, are you actually joking? They're like, we point them to the relevant services which don't exist. Oh my God, the Wonga puppets. They're horrific, aren't they? I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, he hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment 
WrestleMania to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called WrestleMe enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people too, with well over 400 five-star reviews on iTunes. WrestleMe, available from all good podcast providers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So when he was in his, Mike Ashley was in his big situation where he was getting loads of um, bad press for how badly he was treating all of his workers and paying all of his workers. He turned up at one of the Sports Direct warehouses and had to go through the security system. And they asked him to empty his pockets and he pulled out wadges of uh, £100 and £50 notes. I think it was £50 notes, actually. Just wadges of £50 notes. And somebody said, um, that's a lot of money in your pocket, Mike. And he went, yeah, I've just been at the casino. (laughs) Mood. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. If it I was a you, billionaire, it's, you. it's me. And he just doesn't. Sorry, give. I'm like, guys, I was at the casino <laughs> spending my billions and billions of pounds. <sighs> Fucking hell. I'm actually so glad I'm not rich. It does make it h- harder to be a decent person, doesn't it? I mean, that's kind of. That's just stupidity, though, isn't it? You're literally in the spotlight because just of. another casino. <laughs> just been at the casino. It's a lot of money in your pocket. <laughs> When you're under, like, when you're being accused of not paying people properly to turn up with wadges and Yeah, wadges. with literal hundreds of pounds in your pocket. It's pretty ballsy. Pretty ballsy. Can I, tell, can I read you a statement he made? Yeah, please. Um, someone was saying, because there's so much scandal around the foot, the main thing that's in the papers at the moment is around this, around Newcastle United. He's just really boring, this is why I'm annoyed. Why? I think well, I just think if you're a billionaire, you've got to have the good sense to also be eccentric and annoying and do oh, things that we can talk about. I'm sorry, but I don't think turning up to meetings with your mobile phone in a plastic bag cuts it. I'm really sorry, Helen. But that's what I do. Yeah. That's how I carry my things around is in a plastic bag. Mm. Which mm-hmm. is bad for the planet, sorry, mm. everybody. Yeah, it doesn't cut it. It doesn't cut it for the discourse, do you know what I mean? I can't have a conversation about that. You mean for us right now? Yeah. Are you bored? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm here with you. I'm not bored. I'm just saying, compared to the other billionaires that we've, profiled. you're right. He's very Elon, like, Richard. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's why I think he's like me. If I was, if I suddenly became super rich, yeah. I think I wouldn't catch up with that. I wouldn't suddenly go and buy loads of private jets. Yeah, I wouldn't be having a Twitter account. That's for sure. Would you not? Oh no, I wouldn't be drawing attention to myself. The fact that I've got loads of money. Oh my god, I'd let everybody know. 
No. Oh, my God, I'd literally tweet. No, you wouldn't. Guys, I've just won. I would. I won on the Monopoly. <laughs> I finally won. One day. Watch this space. What are you going to do if you win it? I'll probably invest it in my theatre company. <laughs> yeah, because I'm really boring. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the worst thing that you could do, <laughs> Helen, okay? <laughs> if you win that money, please don't put it in. Why? Think of all the amazing stuff we could do. Yeah, you could, you know, buy yourself a house. I'm not that bothered, you know. You're not. I think that's stupid of me, isn't it? Because I should buy a house. I don't really know where I want to be permanently. And um, Mary, my flatmate, like, was so nice on my birthday. But I just had this sudden realisation. I was like, I'm a grown-up now. And she's Mm. a grown-up. Oh, my God, she's, like, doing so well. And she's getting promotions left, right and centre. I'm like, you're going to buy a house. I'm going to... I'm not going to be here... Oh, I'm just boring. I'm being boring. No, you're not. I am. I like it when you get existential. <laughs> it really gets me going, actually, when you get existential. Stop it. Because you're always so positive about life. I just that when know. it when it breaks you, I just go, yes! It's all awful! <laughs> Sink into the darkness with me. <laughs> no, no, I will reflect. It's all going to be fine. And also, the thing you're saying about, oh, they're getting promotions and they're going to buy a house and stuff... Yes, but in five years when they're married with kids and we don't know, still don't know what we're doing, yeah. they'll be like, "Oh, I hope, I hope Helen and Tilly are going to come to my party on Friday. Otherwise, it's just going to be Jean from accounts and fucking, you know." No, because that then puts the pressure on us at least being interesting. And I don't think can you not even manage that? I don't think I can manage. <laughs> I am Mike Ashley. <laughs> No, you're not. Both an eccentric and boring all at the same time. You're Richard Branson and I'm Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie me. Here's the quote that he said, yeah. Yeah. I've put my so it's so it's football fans saying like you're being really um you're being really like short arms deep pockets with mm. the football club. He says I've put my two hundred and fifty million pounds into the club. There's no more from me. Now the club has to generate its own money. If someone said to me I am wealthy, okay, in theory I am a billionaire, even maybe a multi billionaire. But in reality, in, in reality, my wealth is all in Sports Direct shares. He owns eighty percent of Sports Direct. I don't have that cash in the bank, so I don't have the ability to write a cheque for 200 million. Yeah. I don't have it. It's very simple. It's not there. (laughs) What an absolute piece of poo, isn't it? Imagine being so wealthy that you go, yeah, in theory, I'm a multi billionaire and I do own 80% of the shares of Sports Direct. Really? But right now, there's nothing in the bank. (laughs) Stop asking me for things. You wouldn't be like that. My fear is that if you got rich, you people. Well, what happens when you win the lottery is you've got to be anon- You've got to be anonymous because otherwise you will get every person in the world contacting you asking you for money. And I don't know that you have the boundaries to be able to say no to people. I do what J.K. Rowling has done and set up my own committee. They meet yeah. once a week and they read all of her letters, mm. and then she does give money to people. Mm. But you're right, I saw... But also, I do this thing where apparently the um, the biggest amount of money ever won in the UK on the National Lottery mm. has been won by a UK resident this week. And my brain immediately thinks, oh, my God, is it me? And then I check my app and... It's not you. It's not because I never haven't you. bought a ticket. No. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be in it to win it, yeah. haven't you? That's yeah. what they say. But you do have to be anonymous, or do they just advise that you're... Um, I think they try and say, hey, go public, it'll be fun. 
you can finally get revenge on that bitch Sandra from your work you don't like. But no, be anonymous. Be anonymous. Don't let anyone in your life know what's happened to you. But then what do you do with your money? Do you just secretly give it to lots of things? I would work out how I'm going to help people. Yeah. And then I would, like, lie and say that, like, a distant relative had died and I had a bit of money to give to people and do it that way. That's a good idea. I'd obviously tell, like, people I could trust. So not you, but other people... I'd be awful. I'd tell everyone. Yeah, you tell everyone. I'm yeah. so yeah. bad. Never tell like, me. Mom, secrets. it's me. <laughs> tell this one hundred million pounds. <laughs> she says she's going to buy a new building for the Bristol Olympic. <laughs> I would. Um, I think what you should do if you win the lottery mm. is you should um, overthrow government. Yeah. Because if you had enough money to overthrow government and to employ people smarter than you to sort everything out. Yeah, but how much is it going to cost to overthrow the British government? A couple of billion. Do you reckon? Well, they can all be bought, can't they? That's not overthrowing them, though. If you're buying them out. Are we done? Yeah, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> we have to talk about this man anymore. But do you know what is depressing? This is this is a depressing note to end on. You're like this. Yeah. Is that part <laughs> that parliamentary select committee where he was, you know, fined, forced to pay back damages and stuff? He also um, was forced to make a commitment to cancelling all zero hours contract for people. Not in the um, warehouses. He didn't go that far, but in the shops. And there's no evidence really that that's happened. So he's just carried on being an arsehole. There was huge Mood. public scandal and um, and nothing's really changed. You've been listening to Bitchin. <laughs> we didn't even say this is Bitchin every week. We talk oh about my God, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you well. don't know by now. You've been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Robson. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.